remember our voices had a chance yeah we had a choice but time is a luxury we as the people we might not no longer afford so i don't want to wait today for something that might never ever show its face again Sorry if I scared you guys. Yeah, that was Sorry, a I'm feeling it, man. It's okay, man. That's that was song. I Don't Want to Wait by our man Soja. Time is the essence. Oh, man. Oh, man. Just talk about having a sense of urgency. Oh, I'll tell you what, guys. What is urgent is what's going on in our real-time world right now. I made a joke today on Instagram saying... I know we're not good at math, guys, but can you feel the division as the forces be begin multiplying more and more? And I see a lot of things, sadly, as kind of a math equation sometimes, but it's not just 2 plus 2 equals 5, okay? It's like algebraic. There's a variable involved. In fact, what's going on in our world now is like trigonometry or calculus or some shit. So if you don't know algebra, you can't understand the latter, you know? Now, I don't know really anything beyond algebra, but I did like algebra growing up. I know people will hate that shit. But the reality is it says a lot about our life. There's always variables that are unknown, you know? Yeah. I embrace right. that because we don't know. But yeah. right now, with the Black Lives Matter movement, for example, we know that that is wrong. We know that the equation has been Fixed not in Africa, not in any colored people's favor. Whether that is it, it, the way that I've heard the terminolo terminology used is that it is a system that is pent against black or black or brown bodies. So that's not. I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful by saying that. That's literally what it's described as. So, I mean, yeah. Should we should we introduce ourselves? Yeah. Or? Well, hey, I'm Tyler Colombero. This is Symbiosis now. I'm right here with... That's uh, me. That's right here. I'm Allison Colombero. My beautiful wife. Yep, that's my husband. And uh, lately we have been absolutely submerged mentally in this critical period of sol social self-examination. Because that is what this is, people. This is a critical period of social self-examination. Now... I like to say a lot of rowdy shit sometimes because I got a spirit about me. But I see that I have to self-examine that right now. I see what I can and cannot do or say and how much that will affect me. And I also see, as we see police brutality become absolutely outrageous, and our, I don't want to call him even it, but our president is telling us that He's going to drop in the U.S. military. So that's where we're at, bringing you to the real time. If you're listening to, to this later, you know, we're in June, the this beginning of June, June right 10, here. June 10th, 2020. 2020. The forever remembered 2020. Ten days of protest now, something like that. I don't know exactly what it is, but it is all over the world. There are different Well, I know for happening. sure it was like when we watched Capitol Hill, there was protests, and the police finally started beating their ass for some reason. Because they were out there for like 11 days plus. I mean, this is real, everybody. I mean, I know that it's hard to say, hey, the news has got you fooled, folks, and blah, 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 blah. But you sound like the news when you say that. Because haven't you noticed that when you flood the media with a bunch of overload, then you don't know what's true anymore? It's your job now to dig for the true. It's not that because someone kept you out of the true. Party preference. Or it's something like that. It's beyond what news station, because I've watched people on all sides say true and false things that I don't even know if they knew were false. Like, it's right. like not this personal individual narrative of evil. It's like a system, yeah. a self-serving system that does this to itself. It's really, it's so complicated. It's systemic, right? Yes. That's why. Yes. So, I mean, leading us off here, it's something that, I'm not going to lie, I've not looked into Fred Hampton very much, but I've been hearing his name lately, guys. I've been looking into the Black Panthers. I've been looking into a lot of black history and a lot of American history because American history. Black history is American history, yeah. and it's fucked up, excuse it's, my language, that we're not taught. 
I mean, the full spectrum. And that it's kind of somehow taboo to sit around and talk about this genuinely being white people. And most white people are kind of like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. And it's like, look, this has been going on for a while. Now, with this on constantly on the news, how could you not see it? How could you not be like, wow, I need to self-examine for a moment here in this critical period of social development and wonder, hey, am I doing, am I part of that system? How can I grow towards a better way of thinking that is not dogmatic like that system? Yes, it is a time of self-reflection and a time for us all to sit and think about what we think and feel about life. It's also a time to make moves on those things, though, and know that when there's crowds of, you know, gosh, I'm going to say it, thousands of people. I had somebody, You got a question. Am, am, I, am I ignoring something big that's going on right, right now? Right. I had somebody know? pose it to me earlier like this. I was engaging in dialogue with a, with a friend on the Internet. You know, as much as we all know that can be dangerous, it was a really good exchange. And I told her, I really think you should research the Black Lives Matter movement more because I think that it's not what, you know, people are thinking that it is. I think that it's much more just about, like, the the quote that sticks in my mind is, we're not trying to start a race war. We're trying to end one. Right. This right. is about exactly. people that never received true equality, true retribution, true, uh, like, America saying, you know what, we fucked up. That was fundalism, that those values that we held, you know, the three-fifths compromise and the black laws and the Jim Crow laws and everything. Yeah, yeah. There has never really been true, no. true, wow, I'm sorry. Everybody knows no, fundamentally you make them, a mistake, they let go. you got to make it right, right? Right, it's any of never these things, been really they, made right. you know, like even... So, Somebody that I'm sorry, I have to just rewind because yeah. I got distracted, yeah. so I apologize. The the person I said to this person on the internet, I really think you should research it more. And this person responded to me and said, I don't need to research it more because I know it, that it is being hijacked. So I had to cr- wow. critically analyze. Wow, mm. so there's a lot of people out there who know damn well that there is a very valid message being spread about the normalization of racism in our country. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are like, you know, that's happening, but I'm still not going to support it because I know it's being hijacked. Like, I don't know. I, I wasn't yeah, offended uh, by what she said. It but just that's interesting because you got these right-wing people all of a sudden talking about conspiracies. And She's stuff like, no, that, I know, you know that the movement's good. I just know oh, okay. that it's been hijacked at this point. So anything, I don't, and then I almost wanted to keep going. I'm like, so what are you saying that you know that it's good? I really don't know. It was just something interesting. I told her. I honestly feel I like these things that are it. said, you know, honestly often are just a coping mechanism for people. It's it's sad. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm being honest. Like, um, that I feel like people can only deal with these things a certain way. Yeah. And I don't mean people. I mean, like, the, our peers. Like, you know, we, we can only deal with things a certain way. Right. And that includes ignoring what's directly detrimental to our livelihood. And it sounds dramatic, but I've learned this about us as creatures, that almost it's our evolutionary... Conundrum? (sighs) No, I want to call it like more so like a defect, you know, Um, that we kind of don't like to pay attention to what's going on right in front of us because if we did, we'd realize how fucking crazy everything is the fact that we're on a planet and all these dudes are saying hey this is what we uphold america what's written on the board right behind you there what about consciousness being a defect what if consciousness yeah i mean you don't have to do the whole thing i'm just saying because you said what if it's a defect and I'm like, yeah, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah, but consciousness is not what I'm fucking talking no, about. Not I'm talking about how itself. people deal, like like any any animal creature, okay? Like I'm saying ultimately, you're going to start ignoring things that are going to make you go crazy because us as humans, for some reason, we think about a lot of stuff. We're thinking man. That is what we are, homo sapien, right? Like that has to do with the thinking man that walks on two legs, right? The reason why we think so damn much is because that's how we innovate and that's how we've grown, right? And ha- found development and then ultimately led to freedoms, but when we start undermining and thinking, oh, wait, we didn't come from nature. We're just in America living in our bubble, Our bubble, you know. Yes. Other things are going on, obviously. But I think that we have to ignore some of them sometimes because that's the only way in the past have we ever ignored tragedies, 
murders, things. And I don't mean ignored. I'm saying like almost like your brain has to block it out. Not like you willingly are like, nope, not important. I think that that is literally our brains trying to actually help us because, right, that's a true thing. Our brains do do that. They block out things and memories to help us actually, believe it or not, so that we don't, we're not crippled by something mentally, you know. So I think that that's what a lot of people are putting up. I have to just look at it like there's got to be a reason. These people aren't – not these people, but our peers that maybe are saying these things that are like, I'm not for that. It's, it's a joke. It's a conspiracy, this and that. I get why they're saying that, but I really think that's why they're saying that is because they can't they don't want to deal with it because if they did they'd get all riled up and they wouldn't know what to do with it and they they would feel like it's I'm it's not about me because it's I'm not a minority or this and that but I say no I think that this is beyond minority this is about human rights baby we're talking humans we're not talking because I'm not black or something no it it, it really shouldn't matter at this point that because someone else has another color that they shouldn't have rights i don't see how that ever made sense that never made sense like you said we're trying to end the race war not start it okay anyways i never said because i brought up fred hampton who you could do a quick google search and look into him we're going to watch some footage on him following this podcast because i need to know more about this gentleman but he was in the black panther party and uh, he was quoted saying, you can jail revolutionaries, but you can't jail the revolution. I'm going to say it one more time. You can jail revolutionaries, but you can't jail a revolution. Fred Hampton. We're going to look into him more. Maybe we'll have more to, to contribute. I know that that gentleman was, you know, revolutionary. Some people would say, oh, no, he was violent, blah, blah, blah. But that's what everyone says about anyone trying to change the system, man. They put pictures of MLK and Rosa Parks in the paper and demonized them and criminalized them and made them look like they were the most horrendous piece of shit human beings for merely trying to stand up for their own individual human Yeah, rights. and then you get, and then, you know, just to shed a little light, because I listened to a pod, uh, podcast on the Black Panthers, um, and I would recommend listening to that podcast. It's stuff you should know. Those guys are great. Um, they talk about a great things. Anyways, uh, they were talking about the Black Panther Party and how that kind of came about and why. And it was very interesting to listen to because it was clear that the only reason why a party is such, if you don't know anything about it, would arise was because the black community felt that there was no, there was no resources. There, were no, there was no justice implemented into the black community, but it definitely so was in the white community. It was robbed from them, feel, and there was a separation, which is not right. But ultimately, the Black Panthers felt like, look, if, if our, our peers, and it happens to be their black people, are getting harassed and police brutalized and thrown in jail and getting the shit kicked out of them in the street, essentially lynching black people in the street and not getting any, uh, res- like, holding no responsibility for it, making it seem like it was justified by the law, these men were going to say, hey, well, we can bear arms too, and we can watch out for our community and make sure that no one gets hurt. And the goal was actually really effective. You know, people could open carry much more effectively back then. Laws were different, right, in the 60s. But when they're doing that, they're carrying around these weapons, and they were kind of scary looking, you know, because they had all black leather on, and they're looking like, resist, man, you know. And, and honestly, it was effective because... Even the cops knew, oh, shit, these are human beings, and I'm doing something that they could do, too. I just got a license to do it, but technically you don't need a license to do it. And the difference was is that these police were not protecting their community. They were actually hazing and harassing and killing that community. So the Black Panthers said, hey, we're going to stand up and create a party to stand up for each other and actually defend each other. So people ended up, you know, thinking that was strange because they felt like, ooh, who are these black people all in black having rifles and stuff? But, you know, there was a bunch of crazy, hick-ass white dudes walking around with AKs around their neck and shit. Where, you know, flying the Confederate flag and it's like the South died a, like a hundred years ago, man. Oh, wait, it didn't though, right? And the fact of the matter is that we still are seeing videos where people are waving that Confederate flag. Like I saw 
one in particular that was a Black Lives Matter, uh, like a parade. It wasn't even protest. It was no nothing violent involved. People signed. People just smiles. Threw a bunch of good heartfelt. Like we're here on to support. Vehicles riding through a neighborhood, just saying like Black Lives Matter, you know, like yeah. things like that. And I'm watching these a group of white men in one of those southern states waving their Confederate flag with all their trash in the front yard and whatever. I don't mean to perpetuate a stereotype while I'm trying to break one, but it is it just ironic. It was Kentucky, wasn't because, it? No, I'm just kidding. Well, whatever southern state it was, the fact of the matter is that they were not only waving their Confederate flag, they were not only a group of white men, they were kneeling on top of their friend making fun of George Floyd's death. Like, how disconnected and... In but hey, no fucking doubt. But these are the same corn fed, corn fed assholes. No offense, <laughs> but that say, hey, we're corn we fed need dudes, more we gotta... damn water. You know what? We need to keep on growing these here monocultures of corn across the whole Great Plains of this here spot. Yeah. But it's not actually our farm. Here's the kicker: Bayer sells us all the chemicals. Bayer's good people to me. You know, sir. Did you know that Bayer made the Zyklon B gas? To gas the motherfucking Jewish population Yikes. in World War II. Yikes. That was Bayer. They went by the same name. They still do. You know it's when a family you have heart name. problems and you take the pill by Bayer. Yeah, Bayer, that company. And they Bayer. make a lot, whole lot of agricultural amenities too. And I'm in the plant science game, so I pay attention to that a lot. And all I'm getting at is that. These are the same people that don't really see, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it, people that would do that and mock a protest like that and have their Confederate flags and their skinheads with signs that literally have the SS's on them, swastikas on them in America are the same people that are feeding us cancerous ass corn that is broken down into all this corn syrup and all this stuff, making shitty whiskey and getting fat profiting off all the free at the same time the prisoners absolutely you know idaho potatoes that's prison labor baby you ate idaho potato and i there it's all i could keep going but yeah. the point is is that it's interesting to see people react a certain way but yet they're ass backwards motherfucking dudes well man. and those seeing that video of those men doing that only makes me want to be firmer in my idea Hell of yeah. of anti-racism Hell i can't yeah. believe that's even a question this should have been a matter of wait a second i've been racist i can change this i don't want to be associated with that type of behavior let's progress to not be racist and then to have people deny the existence of racism is just a complete, like, I'm sorry, I don't know much in this life, but I know that racism runs rampant, and it's actually a bigger problem than most people like to pretend like it is. I agree 100%. And um, so when I when I hear people say, oh, you know, it's really not that big of an issue, it's like, no, 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 you should see the video of these guys, and they're not alone, they're not a... An anomaly. There no, is a lot of not. people that are overt with their racism and feel strongly about the fact that that is the way that things should be. You know, fuck this criminal. That's I all ask he you was. now, listener, is it turned into, well, Tyler and Allison, you really defend, you know, what you think, but you're bashing the other side. Well, the other side, when they're completely dysfunctional, and still just kind of regurgitating shit that their parents have brain-fed them to is just as bad as the federal government manipulating them. And the saddest thing is that they upholding the federal government like they understand it at all and like they realize at all that if if the folks that are on the, uh, on the ground actually, like doing all the work, like me, like you, like anyone that works in the agricultural community, most people. any of these things, most people that yeah. do any of these things, without them... There won't be any ladder without folks that have their own opinions, which makes them work harder and more effectively. There would be none of these things that we take for granted. Right. It makes me feel like for anybody listening that is in our general area, vicinity knows what our life was like growing up in our small town, maybe, or in this like general vicinity. 
I watched that movie in my college course that was called A Day Without a Mexican. Oh, I remember and it was watching such half a that powerful movie. I think I would implore anybody to watch it. I mean, because this is bigger than just people defending black people i'll tell you what this the is, specific scene I, that i remember that, was was a, was an, old, an older dude uh like an old like vietnam veteran looking dude right and he's driving around his old ford truck and he's going on the farm but his son who's from like new york or something wearing a like a three-piece suit classic businessman on a cell phone this was like in the 90s probably so it was like one of those big old stupid looking phones you know and he thought he was all baller right he goes out to see his dad and he's like god damn i don't have no service out here and all this kind of stuff and his dad's like come on sissy boy we need to do this man we're trying to provide food for the people and stuff and he said dad why don't you leave this this all behind? Farming is for the third world. America's future is not agriculture. This motherfucker in that and it's a film, okay? So it's to it's to over exaggerate. But it is to show this mentality that is very common across the board of most people that are kind of city slicking folks. And I don't mean to say that like is it, they're so different. I mean that clearly when you're only in big buildings all day shaking hands with a bunch of dudes wearing three-piece suits, you become disconnected from where your food comes from from what air you're breathing, what is the water like, uh, how are people reacting. And I also fear that that's kind of why a lot of people aren't out in the streets. They're told to stay inside. It's not safe out there. There's rioters and protesters out there. But it's interesting because I feel obligated to see that with my own eyes if I live in that city. I have to. I agree. I a thousand percent agree. I saw uh, one of our friends who I'm not going to name them just out of respect, but I do have to say, like, I didn't Shout find out, this friend. quote. Shout <laughs> so out. So whoever this friend is, if Shout they're listening, out. they'll know because they shared Shout it on out their to you. Uh, Instagram stories. So it's, it's a quote that says, you are being presented with two choices, evolve or repeat. Because really, the, this is not fun work that we're doing right now. This is not fun to learn about how rampant racism is. It's not fun to learn about the oppression of minorities. It's not fun. It's actually quite discouraging. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't it's, make you it's, feel good. It's an uphill you know, battle. It doesn't. It really is an uphill battle because yeah. you wake up every day and The only learn, times that make you feel good oh, is when justice shit. was actually found in any of those situations. Well, and then, and even yeah, then it's like a small victory because it looks like such an uphill battle. Well, and like for example, the one cop gets prosecuted but then the for other George three Floyd, cops, yeah. for George Floyd. Specifically, and then there's another that case. fucking then, Asian dude needs to go. Okay, we're talking about George Floyd. Even when we solve that, we meaning like the people who give a fuck about due process and about the fact that one human doesn't just get to kill another human because they have a fucking badge or not. I don't care. After we're done fixing that, we're going to talk about Brianna Taylor. We're talking about her already. We're going to talk about these people that it's like, oh, I really should have just their list of names. And they're in my brain because it's like constant. Freddie Gray is another one that comes out that was back, uh, this boy yeah, that yeah, yeah. got killed in 2015. Wow. And um, there, I shared a video online of literally somebody basically trying to insinuate that like, well, he was just a dumb drug addict and he just needed to die was this mentality, and then I see it evolve now to people saying, oh, these protesters in the street, I'll just run them over. It's like, wow, the privilege that you have to even have that opinion, I don't even know where to begin. Like, yeah. there yeah. is so many things broken, but I don't want to come off as discouraging because it's like, check it out. I need to just be clear because this is not fun for me. This yeah. is not a good, I mean, this is not inspiring. This is actually like a huge letdown. Someone told me in the past that true intelligence comes from constant challenges innovation right right which basically those crossroads bring you creativity and then yeah. the good thing is too right now i'm not inventing anything new i'm not innovating and anything. nothing's I'm new under the sun things that are set in place already there is activists that are way smarter than me and way more qualified to put out in point blank period text right in front of you why this is a problem yeah what has led to this moment in a historical context you can see here by X, Y, and Z, and they've done the footwork for it already. Oh, yeah. So the good news for someone like me who's like, wow, I realize that this is a problem. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know my role in this. It, my role is to learn. And anybody else who feels like, oh God, it's what a what a fool's what a fool's battle, right? It's like no, this is about if you want to learn history and you want to see where people are coming from when they're talking about Black Lives Matter. It's because they they. Humans are starting to realize that things are not really as equal as we have all been led to believe. Yes, and because it's systematic approach, because we have been blinded. People been talking about MK Ultra recently. Remember, 
that popped off like during the COVID uh, pandemic freakout, which is still going on, but somehow suppressed because now we have bigger issues, folks. We have police, not even police brutality. I it's feel like this is straight at this point. military yeah. beating the fuck out of its own citizens. And then and also they'll will, they're willing to lose <gasps> their own men over it too. I know. There is a lot of police dying too, and they're li- willing to lose bodies. That's where it really conflicts me because it's not just about I'm on my side, we're on our team. It's us versus them. You know what I mean? It's not really like that for me as much as it is like, oh my gosh, these are all humans, and why are these humans agreeing to do this? Because literally, if if a lot of these police, if if they were to go out there, even if they're in the right gear, just in case, right? Because they're afraid. I get it. Go out there and then go, hey. We're going to take a knee for 8 minutes and 46 seconds right here. And those are some of the most inspiring right? videos. And, and, and when happened. that happens, what happens? What happens when you when they do that? Everyone has a Everything sense of calmness. Out. Yeah. They have a sense of, okay, these people, they're out here to just protect other shit. We get that. But they're not here to just beat us up because of what we're saying and believing and what we feel strongly for. And in my opinion, with something like this, the only way that you can be treating other human beings like this is if everyone was literally trying to like attack the White House and go inside it and shit. And honestly, I don't see that. I literally see the president coming out of the fucking White House, which is a whole other issue because I say plant that motherfucking building something else. Who the fuck lives in a White House with a white picket fence that literally, you made me realize the other day too, was originally built on a fucking plantation. But what I love to see is that now that street right in front of it says Black Lives Matter on it. Oh, yeah. So that asphalt that covers that old bloodshed on that old fucking field of cotton or whatever it was is now justified a little bit more. But it will still never compensate for the pain and bloodshed of our black people. Now, I am for all races. I'm for humans. We're for humans. But right now, this Black Lives Matter movement, we're talking specifically about racism. So it gets into all types of people. And like, that includes even even the white folks. But my th- my problem with that is that everyone ends up focusing on that because that's what we've always been told to focus well, on. Like how does it how is it viewed from issues. a white perspective, you know? And I don't understand like, that we're perspective. Like let's let's notice, okay, we know that history is important to learn, but we also know that history is determined by those who wrote it. So they have to tell us the truth, but they can cookie cut it and whitewash it in a way oh, that yeah. allows us to just sit idly by and say, huh, that sucks. Must have sucked to be Anne Frank. Must suck to be MLK. God, yeah. that Not must me, suck. though. That must not suck to be them, but that wasn't me, though. Yes, and yeah, there is not a that. sense of urgency to implore empathy and, and true understanding of what people have gone through in the world that is led to now. Like, it is insane. An example of that would be another friend of mine that if they listen to this, shout out to them, I'm going to not name them because I haven't got their permission to share it, but they teach and they got to a point in their teaching where they read in their textbook that the Trail of Tears was a voluntary movement. And keep in mind that the it's called the Trail of Tears. We all everybody. know damn well it was not a voluntary. You movement. know that was a trail of tears. Yeah. And blood. To to call it and use that rhetoric, and then it makes me so thankful. That's that, in our wow, textbooks, I've paid everybody. Attention to the words. That's in here. our new textbooks. That's from a friend that's a teacher. And then now. so that teacher thankfully has the freedom. And, and the creativity. I don't know. It's like wow. I'm so glad that she had this freedom. Freedom of thought and freedom of resources to say, "Hey, kids, this is a." I happen to know that this is not true, so I'm not here as your teacher. In the teacher. textbook, yes, yeah. And when did you grow up? And, and so I'm a teacher not said here that. as your teacher Never to tell you. Up. I just want to be really no, great. careful oh, yeah. here. She was saying, "I'm not going to tell you as your teacher that you should not listen to the textbooks. The textbooks are there to help you. This is just an example of you need to do your due diligence and always be mindful of what you were hearing." Because I will always tell you if it is something that I don't believe to be true. You know, she is taught up to this point and hasn't faced that yet. So it's not that the whole education system is a lie. It's just that the way that it's presented and cookie cut and whitewashed is so disrespectful. And just a blatant slap in the face. Sorry, God, that was a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. Blatant slap in the face to the black community that has never truly received retribution. And like... 
so for her to be able to just say, you know what? And like, okay, not just black thing. Obviously, we're talking about the Trail of Tears, Native Americans. And they tore Christopher Columbus's statue oh, down. Oh, dude, let's talk about that. They, they tore it down. took down the Columbus statue. When did they do that? Like literally yesterday or the day before. It's Man, all happened when you told me that, days. I was like, I was like, oh my I goodness, gotta Google you know it what now. this means. Because, okay. I've been breaking this down for a little while, and it's been go- ongoing conversation. I want to say for a couple of years, but it, you know how th- thoughts that are real heavy come and go in your mind sometimes about certain stuff. But you know me. I'm always wondering, like, where does this come from? Why is this named that? Where do these names come from? Why is our capital oh, – I don't even say our – why is the capital of the United States of America Washington, D.C.? You know what that stands for? It stands for District of Columbia. But what the fuck does Columbia – have to do with the United States. Oh, people be like, oh, because well, Columbus, he founded all this. No, he didn't, though. No, he didn't. There were people here taking care of this land well before white man stepped his fucking fuzzy, ugly foot on this land. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. To say that the Trail of Tears is voluntary is a slap in the face to Native people in general, and... There, that this is all part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes, it, it is. doesn't it literally is. mean only Black exactly. Lives Matter. Exactly. It means that we need to not teach only white history. And I would like to celebrate that friend who took that moment with her class to say, hey guys, let's take out even just a tablet or your phone or whatever. I don't know what grade, I think she said it's middle school or something. Take out your internet and search it and you can know for sure that it was not a voluntary movement. So it kind of just makes you wonder, why would they call it voluntary? It's rhetoric. It's the it's trying to normalize the idea that the manifest destiny was best for every human being on this soil. Gosh, that whole phrase manifest destiny, you know, that's such bogus bullshit. Because we talked about this. The only way I could see someone going, it's manifest destiny. It's like it's like God gave us the land would mean if there was somehow you found some pristine land from sea to sea that was untouched by man before. Untouched. Not a human you being know? on it. Yeah. That maybe I could get. You know, yeah, we need to move west. That would make but sense. But the truth of the matter is, is when those colonialists, when those colonial colonialists, those bastards sat there, fuzzy feet on this land on the east coast of the United States they brought with a ton of ideologies with them, a ton of diseases with them, but what they also brought with them was an inexplicable way of not being self-sufficient when they said, hey, we're going to go across the Atlantic Ocean on this other land that was told to us it's just free for us. So, okay, so let's say they did arrive and they weren't aware that there were other peoples there. When you came and you showed up, what was your plan to survive to eat? Because, oh, they said, well, we're going to grow our crops and stuff. Well, what did they do? I'll tell you what they did. They grow their crops. They grew their shit. They learned how to grow corn from the Native Americans. They taught them that. They taught them the three sisters method, growing a bean up a corn so it's they're benefiting each other while the beans fix nitrogen into the soil and the squash around the base is a living mulch also feeding off of all this nitrogen being brought from the atmosphere into the soil because that's what legumes do that's what beans do they knew all this way before we have like a science class that tells you this shit you know and they, they don't tell you it's a three sisters method it's because those things go together point is i had to elaborate on that because i'm a, I'm, I'm a plant science guy no it's all connected yeah. but but it's crazy because they taught them this stuff like they shared this stuff even though the white man was very hostile well, it turns out is this white man thinks he's doing so damn good growing all his stuff like this here and like that there using these. Oh, my God. Imagine what kind of arsenic or types of pesticides they were probably using if they were using any. It was probably a disaster because pesticides have been around a lot nicotine? longer. Yeah. Uh, and they were growing a lot of tobacco. So yeah. that probably would be more likely. But that's Absolutely. just it. Like a lot of these pesticides have been around longer than you think. You know, like copper is a fungicide has been around a lot longer than you think. And it was found by accident that one. But anyways. Um, looks like everything's serendipitous, right? But this is not a serendipitous moment that we're talking about here. We're talking about people that stole land. But ultimately, when they came to steal that land, they didn't have a plan to survive and grow their food very well because what happened was is they kept tilling their soil and growing shit on it that was pulling all the nutrient, all the life out of that soil to how, how many years can you get by on soil and land that you're not taking care of properly because you came and ruined it. So essentially what happened in Virginia specifically... Virginia was like the breadbasket 
before the Confederacy, you know. And what do you mean by that? Like, meaning they're growing tons of wheat and oh, grains I see, I see, there, okay. you know. Now yeah. it's more so like the Kansas, right? Like I want to say like a Midwest, you know. Mm. But that was like the East Coast was because they were only on the East Coast really growing tobacco and God knows okay. what. But point is, is they were probably growing hep 2, don't you even forget it. You know <laughs> they were, baby. But anyways, um, it's funny as shit to me because they basically moved west because they ruined their land. They couldn't grow food on it anymore. That is why they moved west and that they were destroying it because they didn't know how to take care of it. So not only did they murder a lot of people. Oh, and I'm leading to that. I'm just saying that they did a, even if they hadn't done all that, they were dodos when they first came. They didn't have a good plan, clearly. And then they took it to another level, called these native, native savages and got them drunk, gave them their diseases on purpose. Made it seem like they're hanging out, then send in some sick people. They'd slaughter them. They'd ambush them. They'd trap them somehow. But the funniest part about it is they once again were fucking dodos. Because the Native Americans knew how to fight real good. Dude, they could take down bison and bear and shit. With a fucking arrow. With a fucking arrow. They, they, could, need a gun. they taught themselves how to ride horses. And shoot arrows off the side, having each arrow attached to their fucking fingernails somehow. So they could just hang off that horse and go, <laughs> five arrows in your fucking neck before you could load your shitty musket. Which wasn't even there really in the revolution. It was a shitty fucking musket, dude. So it's, it's it, every level of this western expansion has been, I like to say, cursed. Because it just... Nothing about it was thought out well at all. In fact, it led to what you what led us into this conversation that you brought up, the Trail of Tears. And and that was clearly moving those Native Americans by force with artillery and a big population of white people behind them to tell them, get off our land. This is now our land. We bought it. We did this. And, of course, the Native Americans are like, whoa, you're ruining this. You're not going to take care of this. This is even deeper than you just saying, hey, move over, you know. They forced them. They got diseased. They didn't feed them properly. They made them walk barefoot across states, people. States. Have you driven across any state? I've only driven up and down California and through Oregon, and those aren't even the states we're talking about. We're talking about the Midwest. Imagine that Midwest country, that country, walking across that to Oklahoma. And they said that that was voluntary. Voluntary. No. No. Absolutely, Absolutely no fucking not. No Indisputably fucking not. Indisputably fuck no. So it, it really is just a layered, oh, ha, now I remembered where we went, well, how mm-hmm. we got to where we are. Columbus statue removed from Lake Wednesday. Oh. Oh, oh wait, that's not the headline I want to read. I want to read protesters topple Columbus statue in Minnesota. Columbus State statue knocked down in St. Paul. Uh, Boston's north, a statue of Christopher Columbus in Boston's north end will be removed after it was vandalized. Columbus statue was thrown in Richmond Lake and then R- Richmond Lake, and now they're trying to remove it. Statue to be removed while officials assess historic meaning. Because this is the argument: people are starting to destroy artifacts that represent slave-owning favorism like you know honoring Mm -hmm. somebody that is like listen it's one thing to acknowledge what happened here in our history but it's another thing to glorify it and romanticize it and and to lead people to believe that it was more peaceful than it was is Is absolutely wrong it's straight no wonder indigenous people are mad no wonder minorities in general are mad mad too what about this in our hispanic community i have so much respect for these people that like are for example they came here to live a better life and then they come here and people shit on them well that's another thing well, because check it out. Spain. Who says? <laughs> who says that only the X, Y, and Z can come into the country? Like, I get right. at some point you have to cut it off. Like, I'm really glad that I'm not the one up there having to make those hard decisions. But me, as with my own personal beliefs and humans, humans, I am not nationalistic. I didn't choose to be American. I was born here. I'm American by proxy, but not by choice. It's just a default of who I am, you yeah. know. So my belief system is that the only reason that people are against immigration is because we've been under the impression that this is a white man's world. 
Yeah. White is right. And like, if, that, like, that's who belongs to be belong here. here. But when was the, the Mexican-American War? Like, not fucking long ago. Like, this soil that I was born and raised on was Mexico not long ago. Literally, we're in California it where we stand right now. It was Mexico. It was Mexico. And it's funny because this brings us back full circle to Columbus because that is how Mexico was established kind of also. Now, there was a lot of native peoples, and they call them Native Americans, but they're native peoples to the Americas. They were all up and down the Americas. So even Spain, when Columbus came over, man, he was robbing the South, uh, Southern America, you know, uh, Central America, like all these things, man. And essentially they've put up, I'm sure, shit tons of missionaries told them you have to be Catholic or Christian or whatever. They were preaching hardcore, which is also against anything that they were doing or believing in or, or how they were literally made a means of living and a civilization. It took away everything from their culture and heritage. And people forced them into it. They also hung a lot of people based off of that. Now, these weren't even white men. These were Spanish people. Now, so there was this conquistador asshole attitude from the beginning. Now, let me ask you, though. That conquistador-ass mentality that Columbus had. Why the fuck is Washington District of Columbia named that then? Why is Canada named British Columbia? And why is there a fucking country in South America named Columbia still? But yet, United States is... No, we are all original. We do this all ourselves. We we made these names and we uphold our capital and we protect the bottom line. There is a lot of questions that need answers. But this Columbus thing people... is clear. And when you told me that they took down the statue, I realized that that and is there's... a symbolic motherfucking move. Yes. That is saying we are taking down your original foundation. And there is multiple you know, it's not I just love one. It. I There's know, I've seen another multiple. one where they're pushing it across, like, this. literally for, like, at least probably a football field, they were just rolling this statue. And I forget what it was, but I th- want to say it was, like, a, like a slave statue or a something, A slave owner. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was some slave so owner that like, was, like, glorified in a bronze people statue. people need to wake up and walk Sit to work every day and look at that fucking statue? Why? There's no reason for it. That's what history books are for. We do not need a statue of that. No, and we so don't. so I'm all for tearing it down. We don't. Did it need to be done that way? I guess somebody could argue maybe not. I would not, say but yes I think in the circumstances at stake right now. I, I would say that place. that is something that's actually pretty fucking rad because, like I said, it's symbolic. Yeah, it's dude. like the Boston Tea Party, baby. And also, something to also flip your fucking shit. When this <laughs> revolution happened that we all talk about when we created the U.S., like it's so fucking important, did you forget that the revolution began because a bunch of rebels said, fuck your main crop. We're going to flush it all in the fucking ocean. People got mad. And you know what? You know what the, you could say the, at that time would have been like the Republican right would have said, these people are crazy. They need to be dealt with properly. We're Let's going shut to down. shut them up with military force. And they tried. And what did they send? They sent a bunch of dudes in red jackets with muskets in a line with a little drummer boy in front going, da, 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 Here we da, come. Da. Here we come, guys. Look at us. If you were hiding in the trees, we have been seen from three miles away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. what the fuck, man? So like I said, from the beginning, this was a colossal failure. And I do kind of feel like these ties are, are so deep to where... We have to break down some of these statues, guys. I'm not out saying, like, yo, loot these businesses. It should stuff. not have I'm been a statue. That, you know, there should have place. never been that statue in the first place. And it should have never been standing there for this long, especially when the abolishment of slavery and things have changed. If, that re- if they really meant that when they changed those laws, they would have taken that motherfucking statue down. Now people fucking mean it. Yeah. Yeah. You Get go, pissed. people. Get them pissed. And I can, I can just barely begin to understand. They're conspirating against the United States. Uh, We got to send in brutal force. Why do you use that voice? Who do you think of when you do that voice? I kind of think of this '50s voice more. I don't know why I do that voice sometimes. Like no, the classic radio. If you look at any old footage, like '60s prior. Yeah. It's like. America is number one. We are coming back home from World War II. We ran away right at the end, but hey, we say that we stopped it. You know, it's yeah, this classic yeah, no, thing of totally like, right. we have the bomb, we have dropped it, America the Great, the Beautiful, but when they take their fucking makeup off, oh my goodness, Butterface. 
Right. You know? Right. America <laughs> the Beautiful. Yeah. Maybe through a rose colored Maybe, lens. Oh, America the Brave. I think that I get what you mean. You mean you're bold. You're fucking brave in a dumb sense, right? Like, how are you going to think this is going to work out? You must be brave, Sonny. Well, I respect that when you think innovation. But this country was not innovation. It was trying to make old ideas keep working and saying, this is new, this is new. You they know? were going to take what they liked from the old world and bring it to the new world and then implement their own new ideas. Right, and who is they? It's obviously uh, like politicians, but then what's interesting colonies, about all those things. Guess, or whoever at the time All these decided. things, though, they're all families, and their dad, you know, just like anyone that's had a dad that was maybe an asshole specifically because they're probably a businessman and they're really stressed out, right? You know right? what that's like to have a dad that's an asshole. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And... <laughs> They probably were like, son, you have to take over the business. It's a family business, and you have no choice, just like everything else is systemic. Like, you hear this your whole life. You think that's all that matters. And uh, I feel I feel bad for those wealthy fucks in the sense of when the ship is going down, everybody on that ship's going down. The house is on fire, baby. And I see people trying to put it out with water, and then you go, hey, this leader of this house says, no, we must fight fire with more fire. Send in the guards and the troops. Right. It just sounds like a fucking film from the 50s. That's yeah. why I make that voice, I think. And also the 50s tripped me the fuck out because that was when Nazi Germany came over here in Operation Paperclip. And the United States brought them over here. So it's kind of interesting because it's like racism in America was always here. America was built on racism. And then they, they said, hey, World War II's over. We're going to start changing some things. We had a bunch of black men fighting this war too, just like a lot of other wars. We're going to change some things. Then it just got more racist because they brought the Nazi SS soldiers over here and ran big fucking organizations and shit. They got us to the moon. Warner Von Braun got us to the moon, quote unquote, in 1969. Okay? That was not just some smart dude that was just a, you know, man, he's just, got, he understands it. Like, 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 like Elon Musk or something, you know. And I, and I don't really know that guy, but I'm just saying, like, it's interesting because... They use these people that found this technologies by doing evil things and said, hey, that not that I, we can let that go for your technologies. So they brought them over here. And then we had what happened in the 60s? Another civil rights movement. Because, dang, this stuff has gotten out of control. It's gotten bad enough to now we have to start a revolution over it. Well, it never went away. It never went away. And here we find ourselves in 2020, you know, doing not even the same thing. This time, it's more real than it's ever been, baby. Oh, yeah. And I have been living in privilege my whole life. Like, don't obviously, we all have individual struggles, but overall, I have lived a good life. I have lived a privileged life, despite the troubles that I faced, despite the troubles that anyone in my family has faced. I fall on the side of having a really good life and I'm one of the people that when they say oh you're born on third base I kind of consider that to be myself also because there's a lot of ways that life has been made easier for me when it's been a lot harder for other people in the world so I'm starting to look at the things around me and think like this table that we're like knocking on right here you guys can't see it but you can hear it you know who made this table (laughs) and who what corners were cut to get this table because we didn't get this table oh, yeah. from some uh, person who made it by hand in their garage with love and, and time. This table was bought for a couple hundred bucks at a department store. At so, Big Lots. It came from Vietnam, this table. So then I have to think box, about who made this table and what is their quality of life like. And when, when like, I, oh, God. Quality of life is a big one here. Like, I don't like to even wear shimmery makeup anymore. And I can't, like, look at people who do, like, they're bad. But I just remember learning about, like, mica. And that's what usually is shiny in a lot of makeup. Even makeup that claims to be, like, ethically, sustainably sourced and stuff. Because the fact of the matter is, unless you go over there to where they mine for mica. And you look and you make sure yourself. Mm-hmm. They will not tell you the truth. So then what happened was you had a vice uh, journalist go over there to the mica mines and interview these poor humans. And I don't mean just poor in a financial sense. I mean that they are being seriously taken advantage of to the point to where it's like, 
Well, like there's children doing it, yeah, you know, as know, soon as they're wrong. old. And they like it to be better when they're smaller because they can crawl into the caves and get into smaller places. I'm so sure caves collapse on these people. Well, and then they interview the parents because that's everybody in America's probably first uh, inclining, right? It's like, well, why do parents have their kids out there? Well, the parents, were, it was ju- they were just as much victims of it because they said, literally, if we don't do this, we will starve. And we have. No other choice. No choice. This is what our village has turned into because there is an outside company from some developed country that wants mica from our mines to make eyeshadow. Like, so then I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want to wear eyeshadow anymore unless I know for sure that it doesn't have mica in it. So I, like, <laughs> for future reference, if you ever see me wearing shimmery eyeshadow, I still use this table. I still eat meat even though I have an issue with these things. It's just an ongoing conversation in my mind about it being, where does it really come from and who did it, who was stepped on to make this happen And isn't me? mica found right next to asbestos? Yes. So like literally like often in geology, from my, from my understanding, like I'm not. A geologist, but from my understanding, like every time you find mica, it is usually it's in close, close proximity, proximity to, to asbestos because asbestos. Yes. asbestos is also a mineral, you know, like, yes. or a, like the a way that they broke down, however, stuff. that was made. Yeah, they're yeah. right next to each other. And so that means that these kids are crawling through asbestos, almost guaranteed. And oh then what's God. even even crazier to me is that like we put this on our face, and then that means that some of that most likely could have asbestos. I mean, who who tested, who verified that every single uh, your personalized little container makeup, every single one of those didn't have any asbestos in it? Are you 100% sure? Do you have a kid at home that tests for asbestos? Well, and then in order to find out, you have to do animal testing. Yep. Which is a whole whole other thing, which might be a good point for us to maybe put a pin in it because we've gone for so long. Yeah, we're going to keep going on some stuff here, but you know what? The bigger picture here is that, you know, this, this time in our world is not something to be taken lightly, and I don't need to convince anyone of that. I am convinced. I know Allison is too. So we're doing our part, trying to bring things to the table that are either new information, old information, or just a cool little way to look at it, or a real way to look at it. Critical thinking. And like I said, during this time of critical, this critical period of social self-examination, it is our duty as humans to protect each other as humans. Thank you, Allison. Thank I appreciate you. you always and forever. Thanks for having this conversation with me. Absolutely. Thanks to anybody who listened all the way through. We appreciate you hearing it's us It's a long out. one, but thank you guys. Yeah. We're rolling out to Asher Roth. I know you guys remember him as I Love College and shit, but you should look into his story because the media and, and those those people that put pub, uh, put like records out and stuff, they manipulate those people that put records out and stuff, man. Yeah. Tell them what they got to put out, otherwise they won't put it out. Yeah. This guy came through with a song... I want to say a couple years after he found that out about the old uh, media industry and stuff. And he's coming with some good vibes, and this is an old song now. But I'll tell you what, Asheroth, man, check it out. It's Get Ready. It's a New Day, which is an acronym for GRIND. Sing a song with me, it goes like So it sound like this, everybody start clapping hands It's like, it's like